previously on the Dave and Steve show. Our first story, researchers think they've gotten to the bottom of the reason why wombats are able to poop shaped like cubes. Wait, cubes. the, wom- the wombats on, are shaped on. like cubes? Hang on, hold on a second. No, nobody missed me or anything. And it I, sounds like barely a shit was given. I have lost evil cooter. I would love to just come in, sit down, and go to town. You know. I, I, I have a very serious question. Well, it's not a very serious question. I don't even know why I said it was a serious question. It's just a question. The yeah. lifeguard at the gym probably is glad that you've stopped showing her yeah. your body. Uh, last week, I got rid of my rash. Yeah. Um, it- Our singer's family got in a huge barroom fight with our singer's family. And and they're going to be in for a big surprise because I'm like super in the mood. Like I, I'm, re- I'm ready to go. I, I'll, I'll lose an eye. I'm, I'm three sheets to the wind. I get up on the stage to fight the drummer, and he pulls it out. My ring came, was specially made and came from another um, island country west of uh, England. So and you only have uh, one kidney. Keep going. And uh, I weigh like I weigh like a tenth uh, grader now. I mean, I, I have an awesome body. What the so, hell is happening right now? So what I'm what is happening? Show number 44, believe it or not, of the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave, sitting right alongside me, a mirror 27 miles away is Steve. That's right, and five inches from my mic. And from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom Tracy. So I have a new pre-show ritual now that I take a shower before the show, and I now have been doing this one show in a row. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. We can tell already. <laughs> But it's nice to know at the beginning of the ritual that you know it's going to be a ritual. Yeah, the the Dave and Steve show studio smells so much better thanks to that, Tracy. I, I appreciate it. Well, yeah, it's there's no doubt about that. A little heavy on the patchouli oil, but otherwise really, really well done. Yeah, I thought it would be good, but uh, it turns out you can put too much on. Uh, Tracy and I used to work with someone who wore entirely too much patchouli oil. Like, get in the elevator with them and make your eyes water amount of patchouli oil and to this day Mm. i can't stand the smell of that stuff just because it was so strong it's any amount of patchouli oil is too much patchouli oil i cannot i cannot yeah there's only like three smells in the world that will cause me to start to throw up yeah and uh one of them is oatmeal so if i smell Mm. you know just cooking oatmeal that starts to send me over the edge but the other one is just starts low works its way high is patchouli oil yeah and i don't get it because you know it's a relatively natural perfume like why wouldn't you pick something like lavender which i think is universally recognized as being a relatively acceptable scent i don't understand what would possess somebody to use patchouli patchouli oil versus one of the other options you know the the thing i maybe that's true but for for what i don't know not who but for what for me it's like the cheapest suntan lotion you can buy from the 1970s oh my gosh it just takes me back to the the, every good summer i had in the The 70s and tracy hanging out at the regal beagle yes exactly (laughs) little copper tone little copper tone coconut oil on there just glistening on your son so since the on your son so since we 
from his skin from the sun. <laughs> just a little, just a little tingle, just a little tingle on his skin. <laughs> Stop the show. Stop the show. We are. <laughs> Somebody has released laughing gas into the Dave and Steve studio. We will not be getting it together for at least 15 more seconds. Your, your son is of age and uh, in, of legal consent. <laughs> Just oh, man. Hmm. This okay. whole piece is going to be on the previously. All right. <laughs> Tracy's perversions aside, <laughs> since, <laughs> since we recorded the show last, we had the snowstorm that we talked about on the last show. We had we were laying the groundwork. We were checking outside, looking out the windows to see if the the big snowstorm was coming. And it, I'm going to be it honest. Didn't come. <laughs> I was going to say for Seattle, did not disappoint. Like that, I mean, it was a fair right. amount. Like, I know in the lowlands, it was probably eight to twelve inches. Which, listen, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it. I mean, it was in the course of a day. Like, it it hit pretty quick. Yeah. It started snowing and it did not stop snowing. Where I am up, you know, I'm a little more elevated. We got around eighteen inches. We measured it with the little yardstick that we have, and it was just shy of eighteen inches. So, a fair amount of snow to get in what was twelve to sixteen hours. Uh, we didn't lose power, but we lost internet. Which is almost as bad. It's it's almost as bad as as losing power. Now I listen. I understand there's things going on in Texas and places like that. I don't want to make light of losing power because it can be pretty shitty. But the point is, my my son looked forward to this weekend in particular for the better part of a month because it was what they call midwinter break for his school. Right. And all midwinter break is is two days, two extra days off. He got a Friday and a Monday off. So Friday at around 10 or 11 p.m., we lost the internet. Now, if you're a 13-year-old boy who glistens like Tracy likes, one of the things that you like is you like video games, right? And so that's what he was looking forward to is a nice, long, extended. And my son is smart enough to know the weather's not great outside, snow or not. The weather's not great outside, so he's not going to have to go out and do yard work or or shoot hoops or anything like that he can stay inside he has an excuse to stay inside he has no homework right. he gets to play video games so 10 o'clock on friday internet goes out internet does mm. not come back on saturday sunday or monday it comes on monday night at about 10 o'clock so effectively right when he had to go to bed because he had school the following tuesday he did not get to play a single minute of his video games the entire time. So as far as he was concerned, this whole snowstorm could eat a gigantic dick. He was not happy about the entire thing. He was in a bad mood all weekend long, but we did. I, 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 I'm curious if you guys did as well. We did the typical family stuff that you would expect. We went out and did some sledding until one of the family members that I won't mention broke the sled. Uh, it was not me. Let's be clear about that. But uh, someone broke the sled that we, our primary sled, so then that ended that. But we did build a gigantic snowman that lasted for exactly six hours before the head melted off and fell on the ground. Uh, but we did all the typical things. Did you guys go out and do snow stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let me let me tell you how, um, how the snowstorm shook out for me. I, I took those days off because it was midwinter break. 
And our whole deal was as a family, we were going to play video games together. The, the three of us were just going to hunker down and just play the heck out of some video games. And we were able to do that for the most part. We didn't lose power or, or internet or any of that noise, but we did bundle up, take the dogs out for a couple of fairly epic walks. Um, now, what my problem was uh, during this snowstorm is I'm usually prepared for just about anything. Um, and uh, it was time to go out and shovel the walk. And my snow shovel was buried under all the snow behind this shed inside a car top carrier because I had to move all my <laughs> tools into that car top carrier while the other shed was being built. And it was, it was stuck under all, and I, you couldn't get it. Like I could go out and try it, but it's, it's in such an awkward position that it couldn't get, so there's no getting, the, there's no getting the shovel out. So there fail. No, not, not, not ready for that. The other fail, I think I put my snow boots in, um, in an offsite storage, uh, place. So I go to get my snow boots, no snow boots. I have to go to like the secondary snow boots that I had, you know, gifted to my son who wears the same size as I do. And yeah. <clears throat> now he and I have to share back and forth, you know, with you, each, like, wore, hey, you uh, each wore one. Yeah. I was um, picturing we, kind of a three legged race kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. It was, uh, it, it, that was, that was an absolute fail, but we did take the dogs out in the snow and it was great. Like we really enjoyed it and it was deep. Like, but, we had, but in, in, in your defense, this is, you saying, you know, the snow shovel was buried and I couldn't find the boots and or they were in storage or whatever. Not your fault because we get snow maybe once, maybe twice a year. Otherwise, you got to put that stuff somewhere and it inevitably gets pushed further and further back into some deep recess of a closet. There's a somewhere. million things you'd rather have in front than Cor the snow shovel. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And it's it, the it lasts. The snow typically lasts for a day or two days and it's gone anyway. So. The fact that you have to keep all that stuff around for the once or twice that this happens is not. But I, I, you said that you lost the shovel in the snow. My daughter had her phone in her pocket and did not zip it up and then went gallivanting around in the snow and suddenly had a complete pale look on her face and looked like she had seen a ghost. She dropped the phone somewhere in the snow. You cannot find a phone in the snow <laughs> like where did you bury her? So my wife said, well, let's try calling you. And my daughter said, well, you told me to turn the ringer off so that it wouldn't go off while we were playing in the snow because you wanted us to have family time together, which was true. Yeah. Luckily, fortunately, the iPhones have a find my iPhone thing where you can ping one phone, even if it's set to silence from your other phone. And, it will and so we literally had to do that. And then we had to hunt around in the yard. It took us... They actually looked for about an hour before I even knew the phone was gone because they were all nervous to tell dad that the phone was buried somewhere in the snow. And I was like, I wish you guys had said something earlier because I could just ping it right now. And that's what I did. I pinged it and we found it. But Tracy, did you guys go out in the snow? Uh, yeah, we 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 have the blessing and the curse to have a kind of a hill by our house. And so it becomes a sledding hill. So. I uh communal or just okay all right I was gonna say yeah, communal the entire just... neighborhood kind of just kind of comes over so we have we've set up we, we've done this so many times that uh we can set up a run we've 
got a lot of people organized to like watch for cars and things like that. And so I shoveled a lot of snow. I shoveled um, my neighbor's uh, driveway because uh, she's a nurse or some junk. Anyway, I don't know. But anyway, she she comes home wearing medical stuff. She told me what she does, but I didn't remember what it was. But anyway, she needs to get to work to actually help people. And so, uh, uh, so I shoveled out uh, her driveway in a neighborly way because I thought she'd need to go to work because she was getting ready to go. And then so she came out. And she's like, oh, it's so great. So I'm so thankful that you shoveled my um, driveway. And I said, well, I saw you getting ready to go. And I, and I know that, you know, and she says, well, I, no, I just need to go to the airport today. How did you know she was getting ready? Were you watching her through her house? Like, <laughs> no, I was, no, no, my, I was, I, well, no, that, that was, uh, she was glistening in the sun. And so, <laughs> and uh, no, what was happening is she's like in direct view of me while I'm shoveling uh, my, uh, my driveway and stuff. So uh, that doesn't sound any better. No, yeah, no, no, no. She lives no, Katie it, Corner it, across the street. That is on the, 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 the truck mud flaps yeah the, yeah so is that what yeah. you're seeing you're looking up in the window and you're seeing her, no, that is, her scrubs no you, i mean you guys no, no, are no, making no, this I sound mean, worse than it actually is it's just i can clearly see into her shower from when i'm shoveling my walk it's a <laughs> i why are you guys getting so worked up about this, this is not it's, a big it's, it's the I, same I, reason that he, he mentioned how much he shoveled he's the, the way you say it makes me feel defensive when i'm just i just happen to have a view that nobody else in the neighborhood has. That's not my fault. And I didn't ask them to build the house where they right. did. Yeah. Or put the telescope in the room that I have facing her her house. So I did, I thought, a science project. I thought you were going to say mm. attach the telescope to the handle of the shovel that I was using. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, she was, she had gone out there, you know, and done like uh, the trying to brush off the snow with her right. hand and stuff like that in her, you know, medical garb. And uh, so I did the right thing and made it so that she could go to the airport, whatever that means. And so pressing there. question. Do you guys have ice scrapers in your car right now? Do you have an yeah. ice scraper in your car? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do, but uh, I do park in the garage exclusively, so I almost never need it. I park outside. I have an ice scraper, but for mornings that I'm super in a hurry, I have the the spray on de-icer, and I'll just I'll just I'll just <laughs> spray it really quick. And then why do I get the feeling you use that even when you're not in a hurry? No, I I still I use the I use the scraper when I don't need to because I need to save that stuff. I don't have like a case of it or anything like that, that ice scraper it's another it's another seattle thing of like the the two months out of the year that you actually need that thing on an occasional morning i stopped i just use a credit card now i get the credit card out of my wallet i scrape the window off enough and that gets me by and that's what i use i i haven't owned an ice scraper in probably 20 years and it's one of those things that every time i'm using the the credit card my fingers are freezing i, I think to myself this is wildly inefficient i should just get an ice scraper and keep it in the car and i never have i i have two and they are inside mittens. So you put your hands inside and you grab the ice scraper so this the stuff doesn't get on your hands. And then I go to town with both of them. Yeah, they're wildly embarrassing to own until you need to use them. And so I have one of those two. I do not use it. Um, but the other one is like in the back with like jumper cables and other things. And I'm always surprised I have it. I always, when I'm going through stuff, organizing things, I'm like, oh, I have an ice scraper. 
Tracy, I'm just now, I'm sorry, this is completely off topic, but I'm just, I'm, I'm watching you as you're speaking. Why does it look like you have like a Miss America sash around you right now? Like, what well, is this that? Is, this, is a, this is a sash, actually, and this is a design. This is a, I, I don't know what year, about 10 years ago, United States men's national team soccer jersey. It, uh, um, it's got the Nike logo on it. So it's all very confusing because it's, 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 okay. Not making it any better. Uh, he stood it. up so that we could see this. Uh, it it is literally a black soccer jersey with again what looks like a white. It's, it's red, white, and blue. It's it's for America. You're watching Miss America. Miss Nebraska walks out on the stage. I don't even think they do that anymore because I think it's you know I don't. Is that a pageant even still around? But the point is, oh, she walks out on the around. stage. Are, She's yes. got Nebraska written on the sash that's around her shoulder down to her waist. That's what Tracy has on this. This is jersey. really more you miss Hawaiian Tropic. Actually, it's a little, uh, a little, so, you know. Sports sashes are worn on on that shoulder, but Miss America and mayoral uh, sashes are are worn on the other shoulder. Yeah, this is a this is an international thing. That's amazing. Like, and Dave and Steve made that up. I did. Yeah. yeah. I made it. Uh, okay. All right. Cause I just didn't know it. It's convincing enough. It's almost like one of those tuxedo shirts where if you see it in just the right lighting, it looks like a tuxedo. It, it looked because of the way the wrinkle is on your shoulder. It literally looked yeah. like it was, it was a, a physical <clears throat> sash that you were wearing. And I was curious yep. what the story was there. All right. Cause it comes up, it comes up to the hem and I have the, uh, the, the figure of a 10th grader. So, um, so let me tell you about my, uh, so last year I did my taxes Okay, right around this time, went ahead and got my taxes taken care of. I like to take care of them early so that I know if I'm going to have to pay or if I'm going to get paid. And last year I did my taxes. I use TurboTax. That's I, I have for a while now. That's what I do because I have very simple taxes. I don't have offshore banking. I don't own real estate uh, outside of my house. Like it's it's straightforward. Anybody can do it. So I did my taxes last year. And when I hit the little button at the end and saw what it was, I owed a fair amount of money. And I was like, well, this is weird because I'm pretty sure that this year we paid everything we're supposed to. What the hell's going on? So I went ahead and went back through and did it again. As far as I know, I filled out everything exactly the same. And at the end of it, the government owed me money. So then I you know, began to question, do I do this a third time to get this right? And I decided, you know what? No. Now it says that they owe me money. I'm going to just send that in. <laughs> so I went, ahead, I went ahead and sent it in. Everything was fine. I didn't get audited. Nothing happened. They paid me the amount. This year, I went ahead and filled it all out. I did all the numbers, ran all the numbers. I owed the government money. So I thought, well, lesson learned from last year. I'm going to do this again. I filled uh -oh. it out again. I owed the government more money than the first time that I filled it out. I actually, and, and I, very, I very much understand why, because one of the sources of income that my wife has she had given me what I learned later was a ballpark estimate. And when I actually figured it out myself and added it all up directly, it was more than what she had given me. So we owed more in taxes because she didn't pay taxes at the time. This year I owe money and I hate these years. I hate I, like who doesn't when you got to give somebody some money. But I, I absolutely there's nothing that wrecks at least the rest of this month for me mentally than knowing that I have to pay this money to the government. I should do what Tracy does and just not pay. <laughs> yes. If you like information about how it is that you'll never have to pay taxes again, <laughs> go to my website. Call my 1-800 number. That's, that's taxmantracy.com. Taxmantracy. 
he was able to negotiate a far less debt than yeah yeah so, so I, I this this touches a sore subject for me so last year uh, we did our taxes and we were super excited because we were getting back a fair amount of money because we purchased a um uh an electric car and electric cars come with a i thought you were gonna say electric dog we did well we got an electric dog too um but it it did not come with a tax credit um so we got an electric car comes with a big tax credit and we had a little bit of money coming back so put that all together it's a big chunk of change we use a we use an accountant that we've used for the last 10 years or so because we we had a couple of different households in different states and it was weird and it's just easier to have a an accountant you pay a little bit she takes care of everything and then you pay they offer you with this little um box you check the box you pay like another 80 bucks and it's like uh, essentially irs insurance in case something goes wrong sure, they will sure. help uh they will help you yep. out of a gym turbo tax so, has the same thing h&r block kind of any place you go offers that <laughs> service right so and i and i checked it just for some reason it's like you know what if i don't check it something's gonna go wrong so i checked it i paid it and something went wrong um somebody had gotten a hold of our information and filed a fake income tax thing to get money back filed it before we did e-filed it and then um our accountant found out when she sent it in that it wasn't accepted so we found out that it was you know, there was a fraud case. She took care of everything. It was great. Like, she's like, I took care of this. I sent this in. Here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to get this. You sign it, send it back, did all of that. She said, you're going to have to do a, you're going to have to file a paper um, return, which takes a little longer, but it's going to be okay because it's, it's all cleared. Boom. Coronavirus hits and everything stops. And I'm like, great. You know, the person who's going to handle so now our furloughed, yeah. <laughs> you know it was just the, the bundle sat there for months before it was even touched and then finally it was touched and so, and we got a letter in the mail about the fraudulent this this, this hey i this i'm my name's half the show i'm going to talk <laughs> First of all, all I was reacting to was you said, and then it got touched. And I hoped you were going to say more in regards to it getting touched because I was going to pull a drop for next week. I raised an eyebrow to Tracy. He nodded and you got hyper defensive about what you were talking about. I'm going to talk for a while. I got to get this off my chest. Okay. But this is, by by the way, I know who filed the fraudulent claim. It was your contractor. (laughs) maybe maybe so but um anyway so it goes like it gets mixed up because somebody's trying to work the fraud case somebody's trying to work the paper case at the same time and i have to call in and have i I mean i i filled stuff out sent it back had to call them and sort it out they ended up um, needing another form which they didn't because they already had it um and anyway it's still stuck. So I ended up reaching out to um, my uh, House of Representatives Congress person. And um, just I, I was kind of I know they help with some things like this, because I've, because I've seen it in books. Um, (laughs) So I I reached out to, uh, uh, to my rep. And 
This is the this is the government form of complaining about shitty service on Twitter. No, this is this is this is what government is supposed to do, and nobody nobody uses it. So and nobody nobody believes nobody. Once more, nobody believes it's really real. Do you know why nobody uses it? Have you gotten paid yet? That's why <laughs> no, nobody uses it. <laughs> But I've gotten I've gotten a hell of a lot further than yeah. I had before. So I reached out. I got I got somebody from her office reached out to me and said, "Hey, we're going to get this fixed up." And it was like it wasn't just a form letter. It was, "Hey, tell me more about this so that we can get this worked out. Send me this information. Send you know fill this form out. Send it to me. Mm-hmm. I will get this work." And and son of a gun, if this guy is not all over it, like he is he is, he's not just all over it, but he's calling me back. He's emailing me back with updates, even when there's nothing to say. He said, okay, we're still waiting on this. Um, do you have anything else that, you know, you know, you need me to know about this? Is there anything else that, that can help? Um, you know, really very, I mean, super personal and, and not asking me about political affiliations, not asking me what I do, just treating me like a, human being that that is being represented um in this district it doesn't matter who i am they're going to help me as best they can and they're going to do it with a smile on their face and thanking me while they're doing it it is it is some of the best service i have ever had (laughs) from anybody short 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 federal government in this way short short of the part where you don't have the money yet i don't have the money yet. right um but they actually made headway. They cracked through and they, they actually, um, they are doing the handoff of the forms that had not been looked at. They had not been addressed and, and he's taking care of it. So I fully expect this to be kind of sorted out in the next week or so where I had no hope in the last, in the yeah, la- I mean, and I think you've actually kind of just kind of gotten in on just what people expect from customer service you have no tangible results right now but knowing that you have somebody who is earnestly advocating for you where you had no power feels so much better and even if nothing really does occur you're so you're going to be so much more appreciative that somebody went and did some legwork on your behalf I mean, besides the fact that you go into this with kind of low expectations, because you and I had a conversation about this this week, no one really believes that calling your congressman does any good. And probably in some districts, that's not true. But it's always been my case, the few times that I've had to, that I get nothing except just uh, cooperation, somebody to listen, and somebody to work very hard of give me information or tell me what to do. Exactly, Tracy. And and. And when we were talking about that, I mean, we were both just kind of like, you know, wouldn't it be nice if everybody knew that this yeah. was the case, that this was what really happens beyond the, you know, wonky stuff that you see on on TV. You All you see is partisan bickering all the time, and it really frustrates the hell out of everybody. But if you get to the root of what their jobs are, some of these folks are really good at their jobs and that's why they should, that's why they should be doing them. So I, I was really, really happy. Um, uh, just like Tracy said, just getting some kind of forward momentum or the idea that somebody even cares enough right. 
to yeah. look after this. Um, there is, and, and Steve, I'm not saying <clears throat> it's the case here at all, but there is also that psychological component of it that Tracy and I know very well. Tracy and I used to work in the same call center together and we were a call center for a software company. We always said the same thing, which is nobody goes through 18 automated button presses to tell you what a great job you're doing. They go through 18 automated presses to get to you so they can yell at you. Yeah. Only angry people sit through that entire ordeal to get to you. <clears throat> so if, if that person calls in <clears throat> and demands immediately to speak to a manager, a lot of times we would just transfer them to somebody else who's going to give them the same level of customer service we would have given them, but because they now think they're speaking to a manager, even though it's just the guy sitting in the cubicle next to you, who's also a phone operator, just like you are, yeah. he, he now says, yes, I'm a manager. You feel a lot better about it. And I think to your point, a lot of times government feels like this sort of black hole. You just sort of throw something into it and you're like, well, I'm never seeing that again. That's never coming back. And just to get a response from somebody, and again, I'm not for a moment implying that this guy's just giving you lip service. I think he probably is working for you. What I'm saying is just to get that response even of, hey, sorry that happened to you. We're working on it. I'll work with you and we'll make sure we get this done. That alone, all of a sudden you're like, yeah, you know what? Take your time. If it takes a little bit longer, that's fine. You can do it. Whereas before yeah. they got back to you, you're like, I need the shit. I need it right now. What is going on? And now you're like, yeah, that's a, hey, I'll tell you what. I'll split it with you. Whatever you get me half yours and like you're so much more so much more uh, friendly and happy just because you got some kind of response yeah i mean and it, it and it would be i would have been pleased had it been any response but really this is above and beyond like like i've had to sit on that consumer line and wait for 45 minutes to talk to somebody that doesn't know what the hell this implies this hat steve does this a lot steve takes i've done it, it i've done it you well you your wife does this for you and you're 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 more than happy to sick her on anybody my my but, my wife uh my wife hasn't called any like government for sure any government line okay. of any kind but well the, i've had i've had to do it and and I know it's no treat, but I know this, I know they did that. I know they, they, they probably called through the same thing unless they have their own little hotline, which they may. Um, but holy cow. I, I mean, I, I was inspired by my government this week, um, over my tax, um, debacle. <laughs> you should be inspired by how quickly they didn't get you your money. All right, we got to move on. We've talked taxes for 25 minutes now. I feel like we should keep going. <laughs> okay, everybody, uh, check that standard deduction and give to the presidential re-election fund. Perfect. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back on the Dave and Steve Show. Satisfaction. Just in time for summer, Wild Horse Pizza brings you the extra cheesy, extra saucy, extra tasty, sizzling hot meat pizza deal <laughs> buy either a meat lovers pizza or present a valid id that you're over 50 and female and wild horse pizza will knock three bucks off of your purchase and remember whether you're a hot podcaster ordering extra cheese or a podcaster's mom craving extra meat wild horse pizza will satisfy you in 30 minutes or less or it's free wild horse pizza we are back on the Dave and Steve show before we get to headlines and other shenanigans. 
I wanted to mention something to you guys. So as you know, I, I had surgery not too long ago on my shoulder, which is fine. Everything's good now. It's back to normal. It's 90%. It's getting better every day. So the shoulder's all good. But if you guys know anything about me and you've listened to the show at all, I especially heard it last week. So I clear my throat a lot. And I clear my throat all day. I wake up in the morning. I've got something in my throat. I'm constantly coughing, kind of clearing my throat all the time. I've got weird nasal things going on. I've had this thing going on, and when I, I, I get on the treadmill pretty much every day, I'm pretty consistent about getting on every day, I have to have an inhaler with me all the time, so I've got something that has been bugging me. So, I've been seeing a gastroenterologist, and they've been kind of walking me through a few different things to try. One of the things they did lately is they just had me on this crazy dose of, like, omeprazole, like, over-the-counter omeprazole, but I was taking a shitload of it. So... I'm taking this stuff. It's not helping at all. And I'm having all these issues. Oh, hang on. Tracy's got a visitor in the studio. Let's see what's going on here. He's he's making hand gestures. He's questioning why they've interrupted the show. Steve, help me out with the commentary here. He's saying things. He's saying, I will burn you to the ground, Utica. Really interesting. He's taking the time to do it right, too. Yeah. He's, he's asking the questions and he's doing yep. finger gestures. Yep. And he's introducing his child so the child doesn't feel shame. Yep. Now now the child has run off. He's obviously threatened the child. And it worked. And we're back. Yeah, that, that worked. I apologize for that. That was first-class parenting you saw going on there. No, it's fine. So so anyway, I'm taking all this stuff. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I talked to him today, and he basically tells me we're sort of at the end of options. He knows, he believes he knows what's going on. Now, this is all telemed. So you're talking to somebody over a video. I haven't physically interacted with this doctor in any way, shape, or form other he than- He believes he knows, but he's not going to tell you, right? Do you have uh, to guess? No, so listen to this. This is what I have to do, because this, this is crazy. I've never heard this before. So I have to go in. They're going to set me up with this tube. It's he, he's, he described it as roughly the size of a ballpoint pen, the tip of a ballpoint pen a tube that big. It goes in my nose, right. down into the back of my throat. I have a weird little earpiece that hangs over my ear with a cord that runs down to a box that hangs on my belt. I have to wear this for two days straight, 24 hours a day. <clears throat> and they're going to basically measure at various different times of the day, the acid that's in my esophagus. What he believes is going on is that I have... <laughs> I have a sphinx sphincter that's not closing up the way it should, and it's allowing acid to roll into my esophagus, especially at night when I'm laying down, thus effectively burning that. And this is why there's this weird thing going on right now where uh, occasionally, I'm, you know, in a car, in the bathroom, wherever, I'll, I'll sing. And I just sing with the music that's on. I can't sing right now. If I try to sing, I start coughing almost immediately, and my, my throat hurts. And he said it's because the acid has actually burned my vocal cords. So I'm having all sorts of issues. So he has basically said, what's going to happen is I have to wear this thing for insurance reasons so that we can say we checked the box and we did the thing. But what has to happen is I have to have another surgery now. I just got done having a surgery. I got to mm -hmm. have a surgery where they literally take, this is how he described it. I'm sure it's not exactly this, but it's close enough. He said they're going to take my stomach and pull it up over the sphincter to help close it so that it's it basically reinforces it. And he said that will last for the better part of 20 years, and then I might have to do it again. But apparently this is a common thing. The reason he's so convinced that he knows what's going on is because I described certain things to him that he was like, yep, that's exactly what it is. A prime example, this is so weird. 
when I'm sleeping in bed at night, if I lay on my right hand side and I sleep, I start to gurgle. And eventually it wakes me up and I start coughing like crazy. If I lay on my back, I gurgle and I start coughing like crazy. If I lay on my left hand side, no coughing, no nothing. I can sleep like that all night long. The problem is like anybody, you lay on one side after a while, you start to, you know, you've got to kind of roll over, you readjust or whatever. I don't realize I've done it. And then it's, and he said, the reason for that is because when I lay on the left-hand side, gravity helps the sphincter close. And that is why it closes shut. And then I don't have any kind of issues. So he's, he's like, you have, you have described the exact telltale signs of what is going on. So now I have to have this stupid surgery. I have to have another surgery. And it could affect the show because I have a feeling if I have some kind of, and he said it's the way he described it, not a major surgery, not a minor surgery. It's somewhere in between. And he said, you're going to be in the hospital for a day or two while you recover. Cause we literally have to cut you open to get in there to do this stuff. So you guys are going to have to figure out how to record the show. Cause when the time comes, it's mm. going to be the Steven Tracy show. So uh, here's, well, a, here's a question. Can we have your doctor on the show instead of you? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I was going to say, um, I don't think uh, he mentioned doing surgery on your hands so you can still run the board. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're, you're going to be recording the show as it is. And Tracy and I'll just show up and do all the talking and read your expressions. So the only point of levity in the entire conversation I had with him today was he said, because, listen, I've had I've had issues. I, we've talked about it, but I've had like stomach and, and gastrointestinal issues for a while now, for the better part of 15 ish years, 20 years. And at one point, I was going to a very well-respected hospital in the Seattle area called Virginia Mason, and they were doing all these tests on me. They were doing endoscopies with, down through the mouth, the camera down through the mouth. They were doing right. colonoscopies up through the butthole. They were doing all this kind of stuff. And so today on the call, he said, you know, I got your records from Virginia Mason, and it looks like they literally ran every single test on you. I don't think they missed. I don't think there's a test I could do that they did not run. And I said to him... Yeah, at one point I asked the doctor if he was trying to get the two cameras to meet in the middle. And I was joking, saying like, you know, up through the butt and down through the mouth, see if you can get them to handshake in the middle. And he looked at me, such a doctor. He looked at me across the camera and said, well, that's not possible, David. Uh, You would have to have incredibly long cameras and to snake them through that many feet of intestines is, it's not medically, like, didn't get the joke at all. And so I was just like, Okay, and moved on. Yeah, the other end of this sword is getting a guy whose email is poop doc, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god, that's my doctor would have been like, oh, they did see, and he would he would pull up a picture of two cameras looking at each other. Yeah, said here it is. They got it. Yeah, Tracy, <laughs> tr- Tracy, that was Doctor Marcidi. I will never forget Doctor Marcidi's name. The first time I saw Doctor Marcidi, the gastroenterologist, he walked in wearing a shirt that said Marcidi's Plumbing Service which I thought was fantastic because he was, he was going to do a colonoscopy on me. And his email address, as Tracy alluded, was poopdoc at whatever the service was dot com. So he, he, he called himself the poop doc. And, and while he had me on the table, laying on my side, finger in the butt, he leaned over and said into my ear, don't let anyone ever tell you they have a shitty job. I have a shitty job. That was his joke that he made. And I actually, I really appreciated it. I thought, listen, if nobody likes having this kind of stuff that they got to go through, 
adding adding some levity to it, I'm I'm totally fine with it. I thought it was yeah, fun. Somebody uh, talks uh, softly into my ear while that's going on. Is well, not, didn't, um... it, it wasn't like you whispered it. Into my... <laughs> oh my god, hey, that's fantastic. I, I I think we all have a good finger in the butt story. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 we do. We're all wistful about it. All right. Normally, we we bleed right out of the commercial break into Tracy's Minute, but I wanted to get that out of the way just so you guys are prepped and know that at some point you're going to have to steer the ship uh, for possibly a week or two while I while I recover from whatever this thing is. So uh, let's find out what Tracy recorded this week with Tracy's Minute. Well, it snowed here at my home in the Pacific Northwest this week. Snow is a major annoyance, but not half as annoying as the person you know who is a Midwest transplant and they insist on bragging about their incredible ability to drive in the snow. You know, because they're from the Midwest and learned to drive in the snow, but somehow never learned the ability to keep their mouths shut. Now, I've personally driven in the Midwest, and I've driven in the Midwest during the snowy months, and it took me about zero seconds to get used to it. The Midwest is flat compared to the constant rolling hills of the Puget Sound Basin. The nearest equivalent we have to driving in the wintry tundra of the expansive plain states of our great country is driving in a chilly Safeway parking lot. This has been Tracy. Yeah, I get a little angry when it snows. Minute. Steve, they had a fair amount of snow in Lawrence, Kansas, right? They did. They they did. But um, Kansas uh, Kansas had a few hills. It wasn't it wasn't a big deal. Did I talk about that? Is that is that what happened? Lawrence, Kansas? No, no you've never mentioned it. No, no, no you've did never I mentioned it. Talk about driving in the Midwest in the snow. No, only other every other person that I've known from the Midwest has said, oh, this is nothing. Uh, I, where I come from, it snows all the time. I'm from, and then fill in the blank of yep. some state. Yeah. Yeah. Look down on them and fly into sure. New York or somewhere. Uh, we are, so the uh, my wife and I this weekend... Uh, decided this coming weekend, we decided that we're going to get away. We're going to, and we're not getting away far. We're literally going to go lock ourselves in a hotel room somewhere. And I had somebody at work ask me, is this a romantic getaway? And what that implies is, are you guys going to do it? I mean, that's, let's be honest. Like that's exactly, that's what somebody, Steve's making rude gestures, but that's what, that's what they're asking. They're asking when you say, is it a romantic getaway, what else could it be, right? And so I said, I, go ahead. Yeah. But yeah, I was no, on. I, I was thinking like fireplace, maybe some, some wine, uh, uh, an in-room jacuzzi. Not, but, not necessarily, you know, doing anything. But, but the, what I said was, and this is honest... This is not at this stage in my life. This is not about as as they used to say, whoopee. This is not about whoopee. This is about going somewhere quiet. So before the pandemic, pre-pandemic, I would travel. I traveled for business, and I loved going to a hotel room where I knew I didn't have to pick up. I knew I didn't have to clean. 
I knew I could sit in a nice, quiet room and watch TV. And I used to tell my wife about this. So when the stars aligned and we were able to plan this weekend, there was no talk of like, hey, let's go relive our, our 20s and, and make whoopee. It was, let's go somewhere where we can order in food so we don't have to cook. The kids aren't there, so it can be nice and quiet. We can watch TV. What The Expanse on Amazon Prime, that's what we have lined up. We're going to try and watch as many episodes of The Expanse on Amazon Prime as we can. There's no talk of, hey, we'll get some wine and we'll light a few candles and think Not even close. We haven't even come close to that. And that's, that's why, one, I know we have a healthy marriage. And two, I know that we're in our midlife now because that's not the first thought anymore the first thought is what do you think is going to be on the pay-per-view and i don't mean the adult pay-per-view just so we're clear and so um you got to take it the other way when somebody asks you such a personal question so is this a romantic getaway and you say actually we swing (laughs) and then and then and then you watch them like the like all the color okay this can backfire on you. Uh, it can, like it can either drains out of their face and they go, Oh, and you're like, you kind of regret asking that question. Yeah. No, it's not a romantic getaway. We just need to get to some quiet. Or you say, actually we swing and they're like, Oh God, you're in the lifestyle. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, yeah, but yeah, you, you got to know who you're. Who so you're Steve, this reminds me, and I'll tell you who it is off the air. I'm not going to say it on the air, but I will tell the story and, and leave the names out. You and I know a couple from a town, <laughs> a couple from a town. So stupid. <laughs> you and I know you and I know two people from somewhere uh, who are who are married and went to dinner with two people that we know. Uh, and at that dinner, w- the one of the guys in the relationship. Well, I'm making this way more complicated. One of the husbands said at the dinner table. No, wait a minute. Which which one of the husbands shut up, was it? Shut up. One of the husbands <laughs> at the dinner table made a joke that he said he thought was a very obvious we're swingers joke. And the other couple, like you said, lit up like Christmas trees. Their eyes got really wide. And they said, really? So are we. And he had to immediately go, no, 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 no. I was just kidding. I was just. And they were serious. They were they thought, holy shit, we found the swinging couple. This is going to be a new relationship. This is all. He said the look on their face. And he said, I actually felt bad because I had to tell them. Uh, I was, yeah, I was, that's I was, when I was you a- say, no, no, we are. But until this, until all the antibiotics run their course, <laughs> yeah, I, am, yeah. I am hands off. Yeah. So. Yeah. I didn't mean to like get everybody's hopes up. I'm just saying this, this can't hey, be a part of my life right now. If you're down, good for you. Awesome. That's fantastic. What I'm saying is don't make the joke unless you're prepared to back it up either way. Right. Right. <laughs> that's the, yeah. that's the, that's all I'm implying. I'm not implying that it's wrong or, you know, or anything. I'm just, I'm just saying if you're, if, if you're not game. Yeah. But that's, See, I am more like, yes, it's going to be a romantic getaway. At least if she wants a ride home. (laughs) Oh, my God. And just let it hang there. So. Every once in a while, Tracy goes old show on us. Every once in a while. But I mean, we're we're all teetering on the edge of the absurdity, right? (laughs) It's just I have my own style. Yeah. So that's we're going to we're leaving on. We're packing the bags tomorrow. We're leaving on Saturday. We're going to spend Saturday night and Sunday night there. 
I'm telling you right now, by the time Sunday evening rolls around into into Monday morning, we're going to be bored out of our skulls because we're not going anywhere. We're not going out shopping or anything like that because we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're literally staying in the hotel. We're not even going down to the restaurant or anything like that. We're we're in the hotel room the whole time. So this may be something that we cut early and just just come home because it's not as exciting as we thought it was going to be. But I'm hopeful that we get some rest out of it. We'll see. That's good, though, because I mean, some of my favorite weekends um, end up looking like we live in an opium den. Like, yeah. that's I mean, that's really some of my bit. My favorite weekends with the family is we're all just like totally, Im, you know, imbibing in sloth. And, oh, and listen, if you want to impress the ever living shit out of a kid under the age of 12, just go to a hotel. It doesn't even have to be a nice hotel at all. It can be a very average hotel and it's got all the same stuff. And frankly, worse stuff than you probably have in your home. The TV's probably not as good or not as big. The bed's probably not as soft or as nice as the bed you have at home. But because it's in this hotel, my kids go nuts. I can take them to a Ramada Inn and they're like, wow, look at this. They've got a little placard that shows you which channels have which stations on them. And like they're, they're just enamored with anything. It's and so we uh, well it was pre-pandemic we took them to because I had traveled so much was with business I had air miles that had built up and I didn't really have anything that we didn't have anywhere we needed to go or anything like that so I literally cashed them in on a relatively nice hotel room and it was a it was a suite it was on the top floor of what are those two is it the Westin is that the one in Seattle well, yeah, with the two big round Weston towers yeah. yeah yeah so they're two giant cylindrical towers. Uh, we were at or near the top floor, so we had this beautiful view of the city. It was a panoramic view because the the suite we were in is basically like a 180-degree view. They didn't care. That one, I mean, it, it's not that they didn't care, but they were just like, yeah, it's another hotel room. I mean, you can see out of it, but we've seen – my son remarked we'd seen better views at the top of the Space Needle, which, no shit, why don't you go sleep on the top of the Space Needle then if that's so impressive <laughs> to you? Like, they, so – I never know what's going to win and what's going to lose with them is what I'm saying. If you really want to blow a kid's mind, go stay at a hotel and then order a pizza to yeah, that hotel. That's what we did. And they will, they will lose yeah. their mind. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like, wait, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it it, yeah. it is. It is pretty. So, uh, although <laughs> I, I think Tracy is just writing down things that he wants to do by himself. He's just going to go stay in the hotel. Stay in hotel you read my mind completely. I'm like, oh, all this sounds great. I just, uh, I, I will just uh, leave them a note. <laughs> this time, yeah. you want to just take off on your bike to some hotel someplace. Yeah, just you like, pull into and, the parking truck. Yeah, and I'll just leave a note that says, uh, uh, leaving for a few days. No, it's not a romantic getaway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of this. Let's find out what Tracy has in the headlines. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Our first story, the California Highway Patrol said troopers responding to a report of body parts floating in the water next to a highway ramp we're relieved to discover the limbs and torsos actually were mannequin parts. Uh, 
Meaning a mannequin truck. Was was there a crashed mannequin truck at the bottom of the ravine with a dead truck driver inside? But because they weren't body parts, they were okay with it? The CHP said a trucker who caught a glimpse of the seemingly grisly sight uh, near Highway 99 in Stockton called 911 to report a suspected dismembered body floating in the water. Troopers arrived and discovered multiple mannequins, torsos, arms, legs floating in the water instead. The mannequin parts were removed by the California Department of Transportation to prevent further 911 calls from alarmed drivers. Two things on this. Um, first, this seems like a rehash of the wooden duck in the Canadian pond story. Yeah. And the other piece <laughs> is there, it seems like um, when something like this happens and this is called in, somebody was really excited to get there and then, and then disappointed that it was mannequin parts yeah. and not a and that's you got to think somebody was like, oh, I guess there isn't a serial killer. The, I get to catch. The, yeah, the small town forensic analyst who thought he had finally got the case he had been waiting for his entire career and then got out there to find. Let me ask you guys this. Have you ever owned any part of a mannequin? At like the, the head of a mannequin, the now, arm? No, I owned a, a part of a tree that we found that looked like a part of a mannequin. <laughs> not Not the same thing. <laughs> It's not the same thing, but I remember that was a thing in my uh, teenage years. I haven't. Um, I, I've always kind of thought it would be fun, but I just haven't had the chance to. And then, you know, it's not like it's not like something that when you're married, you can bring it home and like you get to be you get to continue to be married. So so I, I the only the reason I've had part of a mannequin in my house is because my wife had one of those. And it's I'm getting off on a technicality, but it's still it is part of a mannequin. It's she had one of those uh, metal poles with the mannequin torso on it. And you can put like jewelry around the neck. It's basically a that you would find in like a clothing store. You put like a shirt on it or whatever. So it's it's more. That's why I say I'm like a, I'm getting off on a technicality because it's not technically like a mannequin part that I have. But it's still it's still the torso of a mannequin. And that thing I finally had to she, I had to have her take it out of the house. It's in the garage now. She doesn't use it anymore because it scared the shit out of me on several occasions. I would get up in the night to go use the bathroom or anything, and she would have it like in her closet or whatever it might be. And I would flip the closet light on so that I had some light to go into the bathroom, and there would be effectively a human standing there looking at me. And so I I told her, like, I'm not going to survive this, this thing being in our house. It's got to go somewhere else. And she wasn't using it much anymore, so we moved it out to the garage. But makes me think... Steve, we, uh, I forget what I, I, it was like a red Robin or something. And I, I said, Steve, like Steve was with us. It has nothing to do with Steve. So I don't know why I said Steve, but we went, my family and I went to like a red Robin or something like that. And my kids got the balloons, the helium filled little Mylar. They're not Mylar, they're whatever with the weights on them. Okay. So we bring those things home. Now the string on a, on a balloon is roughly four feet long, five feet long. And then you yes. got this bulbous head at the top of it. And the weights, when they sit on the ground, well, guess what? The balloon's roughly eye level. Loudest I think I've ever screamed in my life was I came out of the, the bedroom in our, in our last house to go downstairs, all the lights off in the house, and a balloon, especially if you've got like the heat on in the house and the vents are blowing, this balloon <laughs> is now swaying a little bit. So I come walking around the corner face to face in the dark with a dark silhouette that is swaying back and forth towards me. 
I thought something was coming at me. I thought I thought I was being attacked in my house, screamed at the top of my lungs. Wife falls out of bed, comes running out into the living room to ask what's going on, and there I am standing with a fucking red. Oh, well, I'm gonna have to bleep that out. There I'm standing with. <laughs> there, there, there I am standing with a red robin balloon staring at me that I thought had had tried to murder me in my house. Balloons are brutal. I, I, I've walked into, I, I walked through our, our, our bedroom one time heading off to the master bathroom. And, uh, it had, it had kind of like, it was, it, we'd had it a couple of days so that it wasn't, um, it wasn't tied to the weight anymore, but it, it was, it was actually coming off the ceiling. So it was coming down and it had kind of like, well, it, 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 it was suspended itself about at eye level, but had drifted across the room where it was just kind of like in this, yeah. uh, you know, and so I, I, my face hit it and then I was swinging my arms and stuff. Cause I didn't know what it was. I thought it was one of my kids. So I was just like swinging my yeah. fist as hard as I could, you know, and, and, uh, but no, it turned out to be a boy. I just like that Tracy immediately goes into defensive punching mode and I scream for my wife to ask her to come in to help. That's the difference. between. Yeah, hey, yeah. are we doing headlines? What's happening? Our second story, a pair of former classmates in Indiana who reconnected decades later on Facebook made a shocking discovery. Their long-lost twin siblings. Karen Warner, 51, said she found out her biological mother named a few years ago uh, when... in. Excuse her me, biological mother's name was a few years ago? Karen Warner, 51, said she found out her biological mother's name few years ago when indiana unsealed adoption records and the discovery came with a surprise she had a twin brother and warner said that she sought help from various adoption websites to try to find her long-lost brother but everybody kept coming up with nothing because they didn't have a name or anything but warner said the break came when she obtained local voting records with a list of three men who shared her same birth date I don't know, especially in a small town. Uh, I'm going to get real personal here for a second. Mom, I'm sorry if you're listening right now. Steve knows this. Uh, we've got somebody in our hometown who I have theorized could potentially be a brother. And the reason that I say this is because this guy looks like he could be a member of my family. And during the 80s-ish I have no proof of this whatsoever, but I would not be surprised if my father, who has now passed away, so I can say this, might have had an affair uh, on my mom with this, with the mother of this person that I think looks like. It was right around that time. It would all line up, and he looks like a, even my sister, who at first was like, nah. Now she's like, eh, yeah, it's it's possible. So I wonder how often this this kind of thing happens where you got... Steve's probably got like three or four brothers and sisters hanging around out there that he he doesn't even know about. Who knows? Yeah, I think it's entirely possible. Now the 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 I don't know the twin thing, that's a little bit more. <laughs> I have a feeling that's not quite as common. That's tougher yeah. because uh, it's you know there can't be a Sophie's Choice all the time. Yeah, you know <laughs> right. It's yeah, that's true. The third name on the list was Mike. Jackman. He stood out because he was in a high school classmate who she had only very recently reconnected with on Facebook. Warner said Jackman, a Facebook message uh, saying that they might be twin siblings. 
and the pair had a DNA test performed that confirmed their connection. Hey, Mike, remember in high school when we made out and we didn't feel anything? <laughs> yeah, but we did finish each other's sentences all the time. <laughs> Must be very confusing. You think you're soulmates, you're, but then not. Turns out we kind of are soulmates um, <laughs> as we came from the same soul. Yeah. But no. Do you think twins often call each other woo-mates? Yes, I think they do. They, I absolutely, I, I absolutely think they do. Um, yeah, there's my woo-mate over there. Uh, yeah, I've no, I've never, never heard that in my life. He hogged all the placenta. <laughs> now who's going to plant a tree? Plant a tree now. Uh, West Texas judge has a word of caution to those attending court hearings via Zoom. Always check for filters before logging on. Now, Dave, did you get the clip that I told you? Oh, yeah. Was? Yeah, but you didn't tell me this. Oh, yeah. Am I supposed to play this right now? Yeah, you can play it right okay, now. Okay, we're going to smoothly transition right into this. Just let me know when I'm supposed to play it. How about now? <laughs> right now? Okay, here we go. Mr. Ponton, I believe you have a filter turned on in the video settings. Uh, you might want to uh, uh, take, take We're a trying look. to, we're tr can you hear me, Judge? I can hear you. I think it's a filter. It, in the it is, and I don't know how to remove it. I've got my assistant here. She's trying to, but uh, I'm prepared to go forward with it. That's, I'm here live. It's not, I'm not a cat. I can I can see that. <laughs> so Judge Roy Ferguson's warning uh, comes after an attorney accidentally joined a Tuesday video conference of a civil forfeiture hearing while using Zoom filter that made him appear as a fluffy white kitten. It's so good. There was the there was I, the one not a while back where the woman got stuck as a potato uh, for <laughs> for a, a business call, but it it pales in comparison to that. I thought that one was good. That one tickled my funny bone. This one this one was great. The, and I saw somebody had commented that um, said you know. Um, a lawyer that's a cat would, I, I totally expect them to say that they're not a cat. Yeah, yeah, that, exactly. Um, that's just the kind of thing a cat lawyer would say. <laughs> so the short video clip, which was shared online by Ferguson, ends with uh, others uh, coaching the attorney on how to remove the cat filter. The judge said on Twitter, these fun moments are a byproduct of a legal profession's dedication to ensuring that the justice system continues to function in these tough times. Everyone involved handled it with dignity, and the filtered, filtered lawyers showed incredible grace. True professionalism all around. The court then proceeded, as it normally does in these forfeit uh, cases, in the taking away of uh, the property of citizens. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, was, it was a stroke of legal genius. Um, by the uh, by the lawyer too, because he knew the clip was going to go viral, and if it went viral, it would nullify the case. So, it that that was the whole that was the whole point, and and just exactly what a cat lawyer would do to get it thrown out. I, I, I have not seen the actual lawyer himself, but just based on his voice, I don't want to cast judgment. 
but he sounds exactly like the guy that it's going to take a good 45 minutes of trying to explain to this dude how to turn off the cat filter because he's not going to be able to find what's a mouse pointer. What am I supposed to be pointed at? I don't know. Like, I'm looking at windows. What is this? Like, that that's going to be a struggle to get that filter off. And I wonder, I have to wonder how the cat filter got turned on in the first place. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a very hail yeah. moment there when he's uh, with that that first oh, yeah. judge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that it, you know the cat filter was probably a better option anyway because that guy's Zoom calls are all like this. Yeah. Oh, we can see yeah. a Steve's neck in the bottom of his chin. Yes, 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 Your Honor, absolutely. <laughs> Does it please the court? Does it please the court? It's like doing a podcast yeah. with Steve. Yeah, exactly. Our fourth and final story, a North Carolina sheriff's office is giving people a chance on Valentine's Day weekend to show their former lovers that they're still wanted by turning them in if they have outstanding warrants. The Nash County Sheriff's Office is offering what it calls Valentine's Day weekend special, which is just, which it described as a special too sweet to pass up. An offer posted on its Facebook page included what the sheriff office described as a set of limited edition platinum bracelets, free transportation with a chauffeur and a one-night minimum stay in our luxurious five-star accommodations. Tops the offer with a special Valentine's dinner. I like when they get creative like that. That's, I, I don't mind and that yet, at all. Still, snitches get stitches. That's... <laughs> You, I mean, you can dress it up whatever, however you like. Everybody knows snitches get stitches. That's yeah, well said. That's the news, fellas. All right. Let's uh, let's call it a night. We're, we're getting really close. We're cruising up on show number 50 here. We're very close to show number 50. And 50 is going to, I promise you, it's going to be something unique, something special. We've got something rigged up, Steve, in a stunt. Uh, it's going to be It's going to be magic. So make sure you tune in to show number 50. And... I was looking at it. Was, it was it was about thirteen years ago that we did show number fifty Shut on the up, other for real the show. Yeah, it, and what is quite remarkable was that Steve might be in better shape now than he was back then. That's what I was going to say. Is what's remarkable is that Steve has maintained a healthy lifestyle that allows him to continue to do these types of stunts thirteen years later. I I was not as healthy then as I am now, but I'm older now. So I think it still all balances out. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, you had esteem issues and, uh, I think we leveraged that shame. You in that stunt, but, uh, and I don't feel bad for it because it worked out great. I do, Steve, <laughs> I do feel like you should probably reach out to your old pal, Johnny Knoxville. Cause I know they're filming Jackass four right now. I feel like you should get some pointers Finally. from him cause they're, they're deep into Jackass four right now. And those dudes are all pushing 40, 50 in that range now. So I would reach out and just get some pointers, see what they've picked up along the way uh, that has helped them out. Well, I have a feeling that they're going to say you're going to need the blue emu oil. And <laughs> I think in our first episode, I yeah. burned that bridge. Yeah. So. Yeah. Know, but that was that was nearly a year ago. And maybe, maybe they've forgotten. I, do, I know elephants have long memories, but I don't know if emus do. Yeah. That's a good point. I'll ask those emos. Yeah. Get Johnny Knoxville on the phone already. And ask him if he'll come on the show, by the way, when you're talking to him. Sure. That'd be fantastic. Show number 50 is right around the corner. Make sure you tune in. And what I was going to say is uh, between now and show number 50, 
tell a friend about the show as well. Because by the time show number 50 rolls around, they're going to have never heard anything like this before either. So make sure you tell someone about the show if you enjoy what you're, li- what you're hearing. And I think that's all I've got. Tracy's making a weird motion with his pinky. Uh, is that a signal for something? Yeah, I mean, it isn't, but it is. So, um, yeah, so just a message to my family if they ever listen to the podcast. This Saturday, I'm going out on a bike ride. I will not tell you about it, but I am going up a little further from the wine country where I went last time, probably further up toward uh, Lake Sammamish. If you listen to the show, there'll be no mystery where I am. If you don't, well, you'll miss Daddy. I forgot to ask you, and now we're going to do this real quick. We won't take long on this. Did anybody notice the ring that you mentioned last week on the show? Has has anybody yet to notice the the wedding band? Well, uh, one of the things the only person in our family that uh, that recognized this was uh, my four year old Conlon, who went. Uh, he was asking. Um, he was looking at my wife's ring, and he said, "That's like Dad's new ring." So he noticed it uh, because, and you know, and he wasn't around, you know, when the first one sure came around, yeah, picking up land down there but uh so he noticed this is new and uh so she took uh notice of it so uh when we were away on a romantic getaway she uh brought it up and i told her um that uh it's a it's a cheaper ring and uh it kind of reflects more about how i feel about things perfect perfect such a romantic (laughs) steve anything else from you no All right, then let's get the hell out of here. For Tracy, for Steve, for me, Dave, we'll talk to you next time right here on The Dave and Steve Show.